BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. All right. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to a very exciting episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. Um, haven't done one of these in a while, but I think that um, it's it's a good one. So for this uh, interview, I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me a very familiar, I was going to say a very familiar face, but it, i We've never done a video podcast before, so a very familiar voice. Um, she is my partner in crime for the weekly top ten, um, but also a very popular uh, gamer on Twitch right now, a rising star. Brittany, how are you doing this evening? I was going to say, I'm good, and I don't think I've ever heard you fluff me up that much in my life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so now that every time you you go back I'll be like I'm gonna record I'm just gonna replay it and you're just saying all these nice things well it's different um we're not doing the top 10 we're doing an interview and the interview's on you <laughs> because as I said um you are quickly rising through the ranks I would say on Twitch um under the handle of itty bitty Brit and I just thought that hey let's let's do this let's talk about this because Twitch seems to and it's not something that I am overly familiar with that I've logged on a few times to watch your streams, but I'm not totally familiar with Twitch, but it seems to really kind of be at the forefront of social media right now. So why not, you know, talk about it, right? And talk about your streaming platform. Oh, definitely. And I do appreciate it. I just, uh, I, with everything going on, especially with the media and, all these big changes coming from a lot of people having to get entertainment from outside sources. So it's not being able to leave their house with the whole COVID thing. It's very Twitch and all live streaming platforms are really starting to be out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that this right now is the perfect time to be a streamer, whether you're on Twitch or YouTube. You and I actually just did a podcast, Top 10 Streamers and YouTubers, to watch. So it's definitely the time for 
this sort of industry with everything going on. But you have, so first of all, I forget, how long have you been doing Twitch now? I've been doing it at least nine months and it hasn't felt like that long because it really has flown by. But I tell my viewers, I'm like, oh, I could, I say, I told them like my stream baby because I told them I could have had a child by now, but instead I was hanging out with them. And so to me, they're like, they're like my, uh, my stream baby, my viewers. I mean, me personally, being a friend of yours, I'm happy that you decide to have a stream baby and not a real baby, but we can talk about that some other time. Um, But, you know, that is impressive to have only been streaming for nine months, and you are what, now to up to a 1,000 followers, right? Yeah, I had um, a 1,000 at 1.1 thousand followers and I have been really lucky because I I have plenty of streamer friends that they they're way they they are amazing and it's it's hard to come from nothing and get people that want to follow you to that amount in a short amount of time so but a lot of it's been a lot of luck and a lot of other streamers being really good to me and being like hey go check her out, and so I really do appreciate them. Yeah, absolutely. And so you have been doing your streaming for nine months, of, as we've mentioned before, but clearly this was before the world decided to turn to shit, even though it feels like it's been shitty forever. It has only been, what, about three months going into lockdown, so... What made you want to go on to Twitch? Um, Specifically, what made you want to, A, stream your gaming experiences, and what made you want to do Twitch as opposed to, say, YouTube? Because as we did in our top ten, there are YouTubers who also stream their video games, but I know that you were always an avid uh, gamer, even when I met you, but kind of... What what was your decision-making process there? I think it first started with, I was always watching YouTubers, and I was like, man, I'd love to make a YouTube channel. And I sat there, and I was like, oh, I could do makeup. And I was like, no, I was like, I don't feel confident enough in my abilities to do that. And or and I was sat there and I was like, well, I love like Markiplier, or, you know, I liked Grace Still Plays. Uh, and I sat there and I was like, well, I could do video games. Well, I sat there and I was like, how hard would it be to sit in front of a camera and then go back like toward uh, editing and go from there? Well, I had two friends that were starting to stream on Twitch and they were talking about how much of a good time that they were having. And so I sat there and I was like, well, maybe I could do that. And especially because, um, as you know, it's like, well, I was, like, basically living alone because uh, Aaron, you know, he, which was my boyfriend, was, was my boyfriend at the time, went off working. You know, you live in New York, and all my friends after high school had moved away. So it was like I was bored and lonely, and I was like, well, you know, it does get kind of lonely playing video games by yourself for a while. So I sat there and was like, oh, well, if I do it on Twitch, I could... Um, I could play with other people and not feel so lonely and like we could talk and it would be fun because I didn't have really much hopes for it really 
going going anywhere, but I was like, well, at least even if I had one person watching, it would be fun enough to at least just not play by myself. And it it was a big initial investment because, you know, you had to have a good enough computer to even use the streaming stuff or, you know, make everything run. And I think at the time I had my gaming laptop, which was amazing, but I ended up finding someone that was selling their gaming PC and I was like, well, I guess we're I guess we're jumping in. <laughs> I guess we're going to uh, have a good time. So it just kind of went from there. And as more people popped in, I was like, man, this is way better than playing video games by yourself. <laughs> and you get a lot of engagement. I've been on your stream before, and people are, like, constantly talking and constantly chatting. So um, I don't know how you do it where you are playing the game but then also you always like take care to really comment on everyone else's comment and acknowledge them which you and I were talking about on the top 10 a lot of streamers stop doing that after a while I think it's because you know I sat there and the biggest part like especially when I'm a viewer for another streamer there have been times where I was like, man, this person's really cool. I love their content. You know, I really want to watch them. But you'll you'll talk to them. And I understand, of course, when it's like huge streamers, they got like 20,000 people watching. They're not going to catch every comment. But say, you know, if I was commenting and there was no engagement or it felt like they would only talk to, say, their mods or, you know, I, I was like, man, I was like, you know, I still enjoy watching them, but it feels it feels bad to be left out, and I felt like if somebody takes the si- time to type out something that they want me to read or hear, that it's only fair to take the time to be able to go through each comment. Because there's times uh, I'll pause the game and scroll up because I'm like, feel so bad, I don't want to miss one comment. And then they give me a hard time when I miss one, and I'm like, dude, I'm trying, I swear, I swear, I'm trying to go back and see <laughs> It seems like you have a lot of people who are regulars and really kind of respect your craft, right? But I remember, and I hope you don't mind me asking this, I remember when you first started streaming, you were getting people who were a little more on, say, the crude side, uh, making maybe some lewd comments, things that were not so appropriate, do you feel like you're still getting those or as you're building your followers, you have just more respectful people who are tuning in? I think it's because there's two reasons. And I'll go off the, the last complicated one, which is just trolls. People who mm-hmm. just pop in, say something ugly, like say a racial slur or say like something very sexist or commenting like something awful those don't truly bother me because i know it's just someone that just wants to get banned they just they want to pop in just to bother someone and get a rise out of them see their reaction right and Mm. so to me that doesn't bother me as much as say someone just being like awful and not even realizing it because i can just ban and go on and that's just part of any kind of streamer and especially when you're on a platform that's 80% male and 20% female, there is kind of a preconceived notion of what a female streamer will be like. The 
more complicated version is just that when you start out streaming, you have to think of how you want your community to be. And that's why you bring in mods. And those are people that they're viewers that you trust enough to ban or monitor chat because it's hard to be able to catch right when somebody says something ugly, right? Because you want to mm-hmm. get rid of it as soon as possible. But, um, but as you go on, you have to put your foot down of what's acceptable to say to you and what, like, right now, you know, my chat, I love them because they're like, they're like a brother that's, like, constantly picking on you, you know, and that's fun and that's fine because I can pick back, but I think I've gotten my point across that, hey, this is what is acceptable and this is what's not acceptable, and so when you grow a community and they are a certain way because that's, it reflects on you, it reflects on what you allowed to happen, so I think I've gotten my community to a point that even when somebody starts to say something crude, there's either a mod or a viewer that's been there a while that are instantly like, hey, bro, that's not cool. And I think that's pretty neat on them to be like, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do know that when you originally started Twitch that you... Um, were a little, say, hesitant to address these type of commenters because you were so new and you didn't want to, say, push anyone away. So do you feel more of, like, a confidence in putting your foot down um, and, you know, saying these sort of things to those sort of people? It's like yes and no because, like, on the yes, I feel like I'm... I'm more assertive with it now, but there also is those circumstances where you have someone that has been there a while, right? That's always kind of pushed the envelope, and but they've never truly crossed the line. And where it's hard is when they want to sub or donate constantly, but you feel like they're constantly crossing the line, but you feel like, man, I feel awful if I just ban them, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it's nice because even... But you have, to, you have to think about what is the healthiest for your chat. For Because if you have a great chat and there's one person that just makes it awful, none of what they've done is worth having them in the chat for them to be borderline abusive to other people in the chat or be a certain way towards you because of what they may have done for you. Because I think that kind of goes even for real-life situations that... If you think if somebody was, like, showering you with gifts, but they're, like, not a good person to you, those gifts or those things doesn't make it acceptable for them to talk to you that way. So I think even for chat, it goes the same way. But I definitely feel more assertive on that fact as we're growing because I don't want it to become a problem later on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, No, I completely understand. And there's such a bigger conversation to be had with all that, but I won't uh, take the the uh, the interview in a negative uh, direction. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, you know. So the thing, and again, we talked about this, I think, briefly on the top ten that we just recently did with each other. But you know, I joke around that my two-hour podcast or our two-hour podcast really you know there's hardly there's hardly a week when you're not on it um but you know 
it's two hours and you know my mom has like said something and I have gotten not a whole lot of comments maybe like one comment where someone's like well just tell me what you picked because I don't have time to listen to a two-hour podcast and in my opinion I view podcasts as say like audiobooks you're not going to listen to the entire audiobook in one sitting it's like if you're driving then you put it on and then you know once you get back into your car then you turn it back on to you know take uh to start where you left off right uh to me i'm like what's really the problem with that (laughs) i don't see it um uh i mean i of course see the point of then also sprinkling in smaller podcasts you know but my point is you know i get those type of comments on (laughs) two-hour podcasts whereas you and say other twitch streamers are streaming for like six to eight hours. I mean, that's a whole entire work day. Um, that's, you know, that you're just sitting there. And I know that real avid gamers can, they literally spend entire days playing. And certainly when I was a teenager, um, I definitely spent my days playing, but that was like SSX tricky and like freaking uh, like Super Smash Brothers. But the question is, um, <laughs> How many hours per week would you say that you spend on Twitch? I'm trying to think because I try to do at least four days out of the week and or try to fit in more if I can. And they go anywhere from like, sometimes if say I have to work early in the morning, they may be like three and a half to four hours. But I, I want to push longer. So at a minimum, probably like, closer to maybe 15 hours a week on top. It's, I would like to go longer, but between, you know, the full-time job and the college and everything on top of it, you try to fit it in where you can. But uh, I would say enough to be like a legitimate part-time job with it, though it doesn't feel like a job. But it's funny because as you say, like uh, people be like, oh, you know, two hours. When I go four hours, people are like, oh, are you sure you can't stay on longer? Can you not, <laughs> you, you, know, are you, you know, but I think what it is, the difference is, is that a lot of people are working from home right now. And a lot of people that work IT jobs will watch. And so say if they're at work, they have it on in the background or they are watching as they're doing something. Or I'll get people from Europe where it's nighttime for me, but they're just going into work, and they'll, like, listen while they're driving to work. And I I find that really, really cool because I'm like, oh, you know, you want to hear me longer. And that's why, I, like, I wish I could do it 40 hours a week, like, easy. But uh, it does get taxing whenever you sit there and you go, man, I legitimately just talked for, like, four to six hours straight. And and you would go, man, my throat's feeling real raw. Like, when I first started, I completely lost my voice because it wasn't used to it. I can imagine that because there are even times where, it, say, if I'm conducting an interview and the person is running late and they don't hop on until maybe 15 minutes into when the interview started um, because I will start the 
interview at the time and I'm just waiting for the person to join and as someone who has a like degree in communication and did broadcast journalism in college the worst thing for someone who is essentially a radio personality is something called dead air um to just not be talking at all so I will talk for like that 15 minutes straight just thinking of something to say and that like at the end of that by the time the person hops on I'm like I cannot even say anything so I can't imagine how that would be like for you (laughs) I know there's times where like I'll be like I'll sit there and somebody will go breathe Brit like breathe just (laughs) like like, take a minute that's why like I, I have a I guess people are watching a uh, watching the stream. They accumulate points, which I think I called them like like bitty bits, or so. I gotta remember what I called them. But uh, if they can redeem water the kitty because they're always calling me. A, it's been the running thing with like the cat headset since the beginning of me streaming. It's called water the kitty, where they make they use points to make me stop. And drink water so that I don't forget. They're like, so if something bad happens in a game and I start crying, I'll get like three people redeeming like drink water. And I'm like, please don't drown me. So, by the way, it's good to drink water um, because <laughs> when during our like friendship, it is impossible to get you to drink water. Um, you're from the South. You guys love your sweet tea and it's, it's like drink more water. But um, I have to ask this question. I had another question. I will certainly get to that. But speaking of this, I have to ask this question. Um, And I've seen it now a few times. Uh We have to to talk about, what is it officially called? The kitten dance or something that you do? Oh, my Uh, gosh. Okay. Like... (laughs) It's hilarious, first of all. Um, I don't even know where to start. But, all right, so, first of all, where did this even come from? Um, And did, so, did you have the kitten gloves before you started this whole thing? Or it was like, no, this is the cherry on the top. Like, how did this whole thing come to be? Did someone suggest it? Did you make it up? I know that's a lot of questions thrown at you, but I am very curious. I've been asked it so many times on stream. I'm ready. I am ready. So basically, whenever um, with the channel rewards, like where the like water the kitty came from, um, I it, it became live. Like I started streaming, and when I started streaming, it wasn't available. And after I started streaming, it came up. So I was sitting there going, what would be worth people using their points? So I had a kitty dance, which was to find one of the cats and just, like, do, like, a little dance with them. But my cats were not having it. (laughs) They were not cool with it. So I sat there, and I I had so many redemptions on it, right? I Like, when it first went live, because I underestimated how much people had been lurking, which means where they're watching but not interacting, which means that they're just accumulating those points. So I sat there and I think I had seen uh, I had seen another streamer like who one time for a stream 
dressed up as an anime girl and he, he was a dude right and he dressed up as an anime girl and every time you would hit a command it would make him do like a a different kind of like oh it was a dance from an anime right and i sat there and i was like i was like i got the kitty ears and i started to do that dance oh my god i if i would have known how much it would have grown from there it, i i don't know what i would have done so I had all those redemptions. So I ended up having to triple the price of the kitty dance with rewards because it was starting to get... Re- I had people redeem it 20 times in a stream. And I, I told them I, I raised it. I said, um, and they're like, oh, that's so high. But it was because I, I, was st- I was coming to like a standstill on stream where I couldn't even play the game because I was having so many <laughs> redemptions. And I... And yeah. I there and I said, "This is what we can do." I go if someone raids me, which means that they ended their stream and they uh, they they basically like say to their viewers, "I want you to watch this person." Right? You bring all your viewers over to them. So I said, "Or you can sub, which is where they do the five dollars, you know, uh, a month, or they can gift subs, like you know, so they could gift multiple subs." I said, or you, if you donate over five dollars, you know, because that's about the same as a sub. I'll do the dance. I had someone that donated a hundred dollars, and I had to divide that by five and do kitty dances. I've had raids where they go, okay, now do the kitty dance. I've told my viewers about the kitty dance. Now you have to do it. Um, I've had uh, I've had people that gift a sub. Like like I'll have somebody from work, right, or, like, a family member that hops on the stream, or I've had AJ, I've had AJ come <laughs> into stream, and I'm, like, and it was before AJ had saw the kitty dance, and somebody gifted a sub to them, they're, like, show him your shame, like, just show, show, <laughs> don't do it to embarrass me, because I, I get such a look of shame, because it's so ridiculous, right, it's just so ridiculous, so, I told AJ, I said, the stays between us. He goes, your secret is safe with me, girl. And AJ is hilarious. He's, he's something else. And, uh, but the kitty gloves came after because I said, if this is going to be a thing and this is what I'm going to be known for, I might as well, I might as well go full force. I might as well not beat around the bush. So I got the gloves. And now when I go, oh, should I do it with or without the gloves? They're like, you have to wear the gloves. You have to. There, there's no question. So sorry for that, that long explanation. But yeah, that, that was the birth of the kitty dance. I mean, well, now, like, hopefully people will listen to this and now know even more about the kitty dance. Um, is there ever a moment where you think about, because you said it's ridiculous, right? And uh, I can see that a little on you uh, when I have watched it. You are so, like, done <laughs> Is there any part of you that feels like you're just going to stop offering that? Like, tell your followers, hey, this this is not a thing anymore. I think it's going to be there forever. I, I think because I hit, I, like, it may change eventually if I ever got to a certain growth where, say, I, it, there is points where it's redeemed so much that, and I love it because I love it that people love it so much 
but there's sometimes like something really dramatic will happen in a game or like I'm crying because something happened in the game and somebody will redeem it and I'm like, no, but I think it'll <laughs> be there. I just think at some point it will, it will change in like up again in the reward points or up again for the requirements to initiate it. But I think I'll keep it forever because I feel like half the people that have followed and half the people that have stuck with me are strictly because the kitty dance that I feel like I would be doing them such a like that like um what's it called a a dis a dishonor a dis uh, a disservice to, yes a disservice if I got rid of it I feel like it's really the defining moment of where I went oh. My Twitch channel is starting to grow, and it, I, I've had so many people that they I got raided, right, and they didn't know about the kitty dance, and I did it, and they said, you know what, I was about to leave because I was like, oh, they're just raiding someone, they said, but now now I have to follow, I have to follow just for the kitty dance, and I was like, you know what, maybe I figured something out. You know what? Like, go with God, pretty much, right? (laughs) Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Make sure anyone who's listening that you follow Brittany strictly for the kitty dance. But um, moving on, I did want to ask, you know, I've seen a few of your Twitch streams. I've seen when you post what you're playing on Twitter and you have, like, this wide variety of games that you happen to play. Like, you'll be playing Animal Crossing, and then suddenly you'll be playing The Last of Us Part Two. Um, where do you decide, like, how do you decide what games to play? Because I would feel that some channels, and I could be wrong with this, but some channels, you know, they just do one specific genre but like how do you decide what game you pretty want to pretty much want to spend the next like six hours playing it when i initially started like especially right now i try to do first place like say games i haven't played before because especially the when i took such a hiatus where it was like i had no time to play the video games i missed out on a lot of like really great hits like the first last of us so i was sitting there and i was like I was like, what am I going to play? What am I going to play? So I ended up doing first place because those were better because people want to be able to see you, your reaction to playing something for the first time. Like, they want to be able to cry with you because they know someone's going to die, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to sit there and it's like that, um, oh, the suspense of knowing it's coming. But initially when I started, I, I really tried to play games that people wanted to see or what I thought would do better but as I've grown I've tried to really stick with games that I like and what other people like so that I wouldn't get burnt out on a single game because there's been games where I've been like I end up getting motion sick really bad and I have to be like guys you know or there's a game that people love to watch but I ended up I just I couldn't get into it like, every stream, I felt like I was just, you know, putting on a face. And so I had to be like, I, I just don't want to play it anymore. And people were understanding, but it's definitely you have to look into what you want to play and what you what other people want to, set, want to see you play and just trying to find that middle ground of what's going to be good. Yeah, and I can see that. Um you know, if you're not into something, you're not into something. But um, 
So throughout your time being a Twitch streamer, I would just ask, like, what have you learned? Um, You know, obviously, I think we all have, like, preconceived notions of streaming before, say, we get into it. Um, We just watch things, right? And we say to ourselves, oh, they're just doing this or they're just doing that. That's so easy. Um, What would you say that you've learned since starting Twitch? Like, uh, what maybe I didn't know beforehand, like, say what? Yeah. Um, I think, for one, I didn't realize, when I first started, I was like, man, there's so much talking. Like, you you sit there and you feel like you're just watching someone, and you can type, right? You're just chatting. But you you really have to think, man, that level of interaction and that trying to keep that constant, like, upbeat, personality and trying not to let things bother you and trying to put like on a brave face when say um like pretending something somebody in chat said didn't bother you right like having to or at the amount of thought you have to make it sure into like say if somebody has a name right and they'll follow you and there's some that are hilarious, like, when you say them out loud, they, they turn into a sentence that you're like, oh, you got me, right? But their username might be something racist that you don't even know because you're looking at it in three separate parts, but when you say it together, it's something bad. So you have to constantly be on the lookout. I guess it's like the constant amount of being alert, I think, was what I didn't realize, and how much time you put into your stream off stream because I, you know, I would see people and I'm like, oh, they just stream, you know, they just got on. But you have your Discord, you have your Twitter, you have uh, the constant interaction with people out of chat, you know, making sure that you want to watch other streamers, you know, because you have so many, like, I'll have so many bigger streamers that have really, you know, they've carried me and taken care of me that I feel like I want to watch them and give back in some way because they've been so good to me. So you have to make sure there's like that. There's more than just streaming. There's that constant interaction even off stream. Right. Yeah. And I think that's probably something that someone wouldn't really know unless they were actually doing streaming. So I just wanted to ask that question. I thought it would be kind of insightful in case there's anyone listening who is thinking about getting into Twitch or streaming. But um, I wanted to kind of move on from, uh, I wanted to move on to say our last topic, which is more so I want to get your opinion on this because you and I have been talking about it and you, I didn't grasp the severity of it, and but you have kept telling me how big this is. So I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Um, first of all, I will say this. I had no idea who the heck Dr. Disrespect was before all of this because i'm not into streaming like that right (laughs) but recently um streaming figurehead dr disrespect who i had then read had previously signed a huge contract with twitch um just got recently banned seemingly um permanently banned from twitch and Um, according to Dr. Disrespect himself, he has not been told the actual reason as to why he's been banned. So 
I want to ask you, Brittany, like, what do you think about all of this and what this means for, say, the streaming community? I think it's like with when everybody initially heard it, because when Shroud and Ninja, which were two of the biggest streamers on the platform, moved to Mixer, you know, Dr. Disrespect was already huge, but he truly became like the face of Twitch. Like, he, everybody knew Dr. Disrespect on Twitch. There's, I don't think there's a single person that doesn't know him on Twitch. And pulling in, like, 20,000 viewers every time he streamed, and his streams had such a high production value that for Twitch to just ban him, like, suddenly banned him, no statement, no nothing, was alarming. And a lot of people thought it was because of, uh, a lot of streamers are trying to hold Twitch accountable for not doing enough for sexual harassment claims or, you know, sexual allegations, especially during TwitchCon or, you know, the, I think even the CEO has been accused of certain things and a lot of people in the community felt that they weren't doing enough. And also, you know, I said that there's very offensive usernames. They felt like their, uh, their moderation wasn't high enough for it. So when this happened, everybody assumed that Dr. Disrespect had done something awful of a sexual nature, but Twitch had already permanently banned a few other big streamers, like, not big as Dr. Disrespect, but big and like, partners, right? And for the sexual allegations, so everybody thought, man, Dr. Disrespect must have done that. But everybody felt that Twitch would have already came out with a statement with it, and a lot of people wonder because back in the past, Dr. Disrespect cheated on his wife at TwitchCon. And that was big news when that happened. But with everything going on, like he lost, he lost a couple of his partnerships, like his, I mean, his sponsors, he lost a couple of his sponsors. But now we're seeing those sponsors being reinstated. And, mm. people, and people felt like if it was truly a sexual harassment claim it wouldn't have done that, right? And mm -hmm. so what I'm hearing so far in the community is that what the assumption is, and of course, you know, assumptions, right, is that Dr. Disrespect, Ninja, and Shroud were moving onto a new platform that was rising out of the ashes of Mixer, you know, with Mixer shutting down and Ninja and Shroud being released from their contracts, that... Mm -hmm. It would make sense that uh, it was going to be Spotify. That, like the rumors were, this was going to be through Spotify and Google to make their own streaming platform because Spotify had been making streaming music or streaming playlists with all the DMCA takedowns to give copyright-free music to these streamers to use on stream. Well, to further that rumor, uh, Spotify for gamers was a Twitter. Uh, a Twitter username handle, you know, I think it's about to be partnered because it has so many followers that just went live and Dr. Disrespect Ninja and Shroud are part of the only 12 people that they follow. The other ones being uh, other Spotify usernames. So I think I, if that happens, it's going to be huge because Twitch, yeah, the rumor is that Dr. Disrespect was trying to bring other big streamers from the platform over to Spotify, if this is all true, which would be the reason why there's so many rumors around it, because the amount of lawsuits that would be going against Dr. Disrespect for doing this while in contract with Twitch 
it will be huge. And I'm sorry for that long sentence on it. It's just, it's huge. It's going to be something big. And I would be very relieved to see it not be a sexual allegation because I really enjoyed Dr. Disrespect. I liked watching his content. Uh, one of our best friends is a huge Dr. Disrespect fan. And I think it would be very upsetting and alarming if it turned out to be something like that but i think if it was just them making their own streaming platform i think that would make a lot of people feel better yeah so one of our associates at geek fives nation did direct me to a rumor and again we say that it's just a rumor because no one knows for sure Dr. Disrespect has not put out a statement himself, which is why we at Geek Fives have not ran any sort of story because it is just a rumor that Dr. Disrespect was planning on joining or creating a new streaming platform with um, other individuals. And that would make sense as to why Twitch has decided to ban him because that is essentially giving a big F you to them but um you know he's under contract with twitch and so that looks bad but at the same time you know in the end everyone is a little bit self-serving so he could have just been (laughs) trying to see what would have been a better outcome for him so we don't know yet uh i i think Brittany, you're right that people would be relieved if it wasn't something that has to do with sexual uh, abuse allegations. Even our editor-in-chief said, uh, that's my dude. So uh, no one wants to say that about someone who, you know, has sexual allegations against them, obviously. But, yeah, so I just think that's really interesting, and I think kind of, the whole like online community, even people like me who are not into gaming like that are kind of tuned into this story because it is just like interesting. It definitely is. Like, I think it's the amount of secrecy around it where even there's a uh, streamer slash like, I'm trying to find the right word from his name is slasher. And he is he's nearly never wrong about information he puts out, right? Like, mm-hmm. he is good at getting the leaks. And even he said that with the sensitivity surrounding this, uh, this what was going on, that he knew what it was going on, but he couldn't say anything. And at first, everybody took it as like, oh, man, he must have done something super, super bad, you know? And everybody assumed, like, the, the sexual allegations and all of that. And... But if it had to do something with huge amount of lawsuits going on and with him being a Twitch streamer, it would make sense that if he knew something that he would choose not to say something or else face uh, cease and desist letters and things of that like. But I think it would be definitely interesting to see if Dr. Disrespect Ninja and Shroud were making a platform for streamers, made by streamers, it may be a big competitor, especially if they're going to be backed by Google, because Google owns Spotify. Mm. Yeah, that um, we are definitely going to have to wait and see how that transpires. And, um, you know, please, Brittany, let me know, because I really want to cover this story. I have never been more <laughs> interested. I have never been more interested in a gaming story before this. I'm like, I need to know. But... I have two, like, rapid-fire questions for you, Brittany, before we wrap up here. Um, 
One is, you know, A, are you happy that now, looking back on it, you didn't make the the switch from Twitch to Mixer? Because I remember Ryan telling you at some point you should move to Mixer. And the second question is, and again, these could be like rapid fire uh, answers. The second is, does it disappoint you that someone like Dr. Disrespect is being banned from Twitch but Deer Girl isn't while she literally has quote-unquote deergasms on stream. (laughs) I had to throw that in. I had to throw that in. (laughs) I think um, I definitely feel good that I did, you know, especially when I first started streaming, I had to decide, you know, Twitch or Mixer because Mixer was just coming out on uh, on the forefront. But I think I am very happy because, but, I'm very happy to not have moved to Mixer because I do love my Twitch community, but I do feel for everybody that went over to Mixer because most of big streamers were at Twitch when it first started, and that's what people hope to gain from Mixer, be there at day one and be able to grow. So, but as for me, end of the question, I'm very glad I didn't move to Mixer. <laughs> On to the other one, uh, I and with saying this as best I can because it's against Twitch TOS to speak uh, poorly of other streamers, but... Uh, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, that's definitely a choice, but, like, in my workaround for it, because there's definitely been other streamers that have been very vocal about how they felt, I think... I, I'm trying to find the word for it. The the That situation was definitely amazing for watching like other streamers react to what was going on but definitely the power trip from uh what they got from what 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 dear girl got from it was pretty hilarious but like the uh you've seen the clips of her where she's talking about um you know basically having a star wars moment with the unlimited power is what what i came from that each time so I think uh, I think she definitely deserved to at least be taken off the sa- the safety council. Maybe not a ban because I don't think it was that extreme. But I think definitely uh, some of that power should have been taken away. But uh, it is interesting the parallels to say with Doctor Disrespect. But I'm sure if it's something extremely on the the legality end of it, I guess I can see him being banned pretty instantly for it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, Twitch has a lot of rules, I have to say. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, It's okay, I'm never playing on going on Twitch, so they can permanently ban me. No, I'm joking. But, um, uh, <laughs> Brittany, I have really enjoyed this interview with you. I hope that people who are listening kind of get more of an insight into your platform, into your streaming channel, and also get your insight on some of the issues that we have spoken about regarding the Twitch and streaming community. Um, Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to say? Anything that you want uh, listeners to know? I'm going to say, first off, thank you for having me. I had an incredible time with it, and I felt like I could have talked forever because I love talking about Twitch stuff. But, uh, yeah, I just really love my Twitch community. And big shout-out to uh, all the streamers, especially, like, Retro Joe, which I think he's Retro. He is Ready, Set, Joe, 
now, I think is what he's changed his name to because he was the one that uh, basically helped me from the very beginning. So, yeah. And thank you to you, Tia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone, please make sure that you follow Brittany on Twitch at Itty Bitty Brit and also check out our top 10 that we do on a weekly basis. I believe um, our editor in chief is just posting that today. So we did the top 10 streamers and YouTubers. So it's very uh coinciding with each other these two shows that we've done um and just make sure that you follow geek fives nation at you know twitter instagram vero youtube anywhere and everywhere we're there and thank you Brittany, and thank you listeners i hope everyone has a great rest of their day thank you all and have a great day see ya bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc